capa enamorar Y que me traigan una hierba pa' fumar Que aquí de frente yo me voy a plantar Ay, yo soy loco y tengo mi pelo largo Vivo sabroso porque siempre trabajo Y si de aquí quieren que yo me les vaya Pues que me traigan mis ramitas iriguayas Ay, que me den, que me den las iriguayas Ay, yo me fumo y me fumo las iriguayas Ay, que me den, que me den las iriguayas All right, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Said Connects, live from the TGN Latinx station. What's up, everybody? What's up, B? How are you? I'm good, man. How's everybody? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I had a definitely good week uh, this week. I'm excited. Um, we got this song going on as the intro for the for the day. Uh, getting us nice and ready as we get this interview going. Hope you guys are enjoying the music. If you're tuning in live from the, from the radio app, from the Good News Radio app, make sure to tap in. On the chat line, we'll be looking out for you guys. And if you're tuning in live from the YouTube channel, whether it's TGN Latinx Station or Set Connect Station, make sure to go ahead and also tap into the chat lines. Call us in. Let us know what's up. Let us know you're here. Uh, we have an exciting episode today, uh, so we're definitely looking forward to listening to you guys. I'm also feeling a little comfortable now with all this. Yeah, I mean... You know, I got told a lot that I don't talk a lot. <laughs> well, we're going to change that today, B. Hey. I think we're, we're definitely going to change that today. <laughs> yeah. But let's go ahead and let's get started, guys. Again, welcome back to Said Connect, Cannabis Entrepreneurial Dialogues. I'm Danny and with my host here, B. Our mission is to create spaces for people in color of brands to elevate their stories and educate and empower our communities within the cannabis industry. So we're definitely excited to be here again within the TJ and Latinx station. It's always a fun time being here every Monday at 420. Make sure to tap in. Follow us on Instagram, said underscore connects. That's C-E-D underscore connects. And again, we're here every Monday at 420. So make sure to check us out. Um, B, what's up with our sponsors? Adore. Adore LA. We've talked about this every week. And, you know, it's a queer uh, POC community. It's a queer, uh, faith-based. And it's something that you and I belong to. It's something that, you know, we enjoy. And so, as a matter of fact, uh, today we have uh, Pastor Ed from Adore LA. That's right. We got Pastor Ed in the building. What's okay, up? Okay. I'm going to try this thing now. <laughs> oh. oh, sound effects and all. Okay, there we are go. moving on up. We are moving Amen. Up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at the Lord work. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love it. We got real sound effects this time, guys. We're still working on others, but we'll, we'll be catching up. Um, and in our other our other sponsor, we got La Familia, the, the first Mexican cannabis brand here in Los Angeles and in California. They have amazing chocolates, amazing cookies, 
Uh, we've been trying them out every week. You see them here on the screen if you're watching through, if our viewers watching through YouTube. They have some amazing flavors such as horchata. Um, they have abuelita hot chocolate. Churro. They have churro. How, what you think? Did you have anything else this weekend, B? No. Last time, last, last weekend you told us it floored you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was feeling good last week. This week I took it easy. Okay. I had a lot to do. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, today, I actually had a chance to go check out Yerba Dispensary. They're in Boyle Heights. They're a social equity-owned um, Latino uh, you know, community-owned business there. So make sure you guys check them out, Yerba Dispensary. Uh, this is their second weekend. They have weekly promo deals. So if you're interested in saving yourself a nice little percentage there, you know, go ahead and check them out. They're, it's a nice vibe there. The people there are friendly. Um, I enjoyed myself. And they hooked us up with some drinks. So we're sipping on a few cannabis-infused drinks brought to you by Yerba Dispensary. So shout out to you guys and make sure to check them out. Um, you got the hat on too. Oh, no. Actually, this hat isn't from... This hat is a uh, smoke. It's oh. This hat is smoke. So I'm also hey, repping smoke. Smoke Apparel um, That's my cousin uh, So make sure to check them out But yeah, this is one of their new um, New branded material that, that they they blessed me with Hey Smoke, I'm calling you out What up, Smoke? What up, Smoke? What's going on? <laughs> we need more shit But honestly There's gonna be news on that coming up pretty soon Oh, yeah. good Yeah, we're gonna we have some exciting news with Smoke coming up pretty soon So be on the lookout for that Shout out, Smoke Smoke apparel, uh, but let's get into this episode. Yeah, you want to introduce the guest, B? Yeah, let's do it. Pastor, I mean Ed Ed Ramirez, Pastor Ed, a pastor of uh, Dora LA. You know, <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Thank you all for having me. Um, excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, question: Where are you from? I am, well, I reside on Chumash and Tongva land. Um, those are the indigenous people of the land that I reside on. Um, also known as Los Angeles, Mid-City, K-Town area. Um, that is essentially where I was not born, born on East, in East LA, but raised in K-Town most of my life. Never left till I was 25. So yeah, definitely <laughs> been around the block in LA. Love, dope. K-Town, huh? Yeah. All right. That's dope that you brought up the indigenous lands. Yeah. I would have never, like, where, where where does one go to find this type of information? So you can and, actually... And be connected to it, too. Yeah. You, know? you can go to um, native-land.ca, and I'm not sure whether it does the whole world, but I know that it definitely does Turtle Island, which would be northern... Northern America and Central America, and it actually includes South America too. And you can actually find the treaties that we for sure have broken as a country. <laughs> and that sounds like a whole other episode in itself, right there. <laughs> it sure is. Okay, but that's dope. I, I definitely, I should definitely look into where I'm at now. But that's cool, and, and it definitely ties into a lot of what we're going to be talking about today with spirituality and. And cannabis and how they merge together, or if yes. they don't, if they do or they don't, who knows? We'll we'll find out. But yeah, what was your upbringing like 
growing up in Koreatown or K-Town? Um, so I grew up in a very, well, semi-religious household. Um, I was definitely part of the religious side, um, congregating a lot, um, it was a very mixed culture, actually. Um, there were times where I would be very family-oriented, and then other times where it'd be church took over everything. Um, and so, a busy, busy person since ever, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, we would go to church about, like, five days a week, so. Your family would go to church five days a week? Well, not my dad. <laughs> my okay. dad does not subscribe to any type of... Um, Organized religion believes in creator, but does not believe in organized religion. Says that all organized religions are against the people that they aim to help. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll get into that for sure. <laughs> we'll well, definitely like, get into that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could picture like different episodes with everything you know, with every subject over here. Yeah. Yeah. But K Town, though, what part of K Town? Um, Wait, there's different parts of K-Town? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I mean, it feels like there is. Um, I grew up in what actually what is now considered the Byzantine Latino Quarter. Um, Wait, say that one more time. Byzantine Latino Quarter. Okay. Which, what the hell does that name stand for? I have no idea. Um, all I know is that it's supposed to represent the conglomerate that is Central America. Um, yeah, but more history on that I don't have. <laughs> cool. All right, and talk to me about your pastor. What was that journey like? What? How? Why? Why? I guess why first and how? I mean, how long have you been a pastor for? So I've been a pastor for now a year. Um, I don't even know whether which one comes first. Um, I guess the why, you're right. Um, the why would be that I saw a need. Um, a need where? Like in what, like how, like where did you, where is there a need for, how, did, like, is there like, <laughs> is there signs that the church is like, pastors, pastors needed, needed here, pastors needed here and like that? <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, they're almost like not physically at the at the church, but generally, even now, we there is actually a shortage of pastors. Believe it or not, just um, like everywhere else in the world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, the institution is declining. There aren't enough people to fill the need. But specifically to the reason that I, the needs that I saw were more specific to the communities that I'm a part of. Um, that being POC people, uh, queer, trans people, um, and definitely people that do not subscribe to a singular faith or a singular theology. Instead, like... We believe in like dualistic faiths. We can have multiple practices that like enrich our lives in different ways. Um, and definitely not a white Jesus involved. Yeah. <laughs> I like that because I feel like you like in everything else in life, you pull from things here and there to make yourself be better at, let's say, your job. You use different resources to accomplish certain goals. Why not? 
do the same with your spiritual self or your your mentals, right? And that's yeah. similar to what you're saying, right? Yeah, I mean, we aren't just a singular thing. Um, we are an, um, an amalgamation of a whole bunch of things. There's different experiences. There's different things that actually inform us of who we are, our experiences, the things that we try in life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's just many things that actually affect who we actually turn up to be and who we're actually becoming. I don't think that we ever stop becoming something. We're you. I would hope that we are continuously learning and improving and making sure that, that whatever improvements we make in ourselves are reflected in the communities that we serve or are a part of. Yeah. Damn. I love that. You know, I, I just love to listen to you speak. I can just go with it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't know how to shut up, so. <laughs> so tell me when to. <laughs> Which makes you perfect for the job, right? It makes you perfect for the job. I mean, I, I will say that listening is a big, big por part of our job. We, we should be listening more than we're talking, which I'm sure we'll get into that part as well. Absolutely. And and, and talk to me about your, your relationship with cannabis. What's what is that? How, how did that come about? Because from what I've been maybe thought to believe, a pastor can't do shit. Like, you can't, you shouldn't even be here. I know. So. <laughs> you know, I heard a joke the other day. It's like, uh, sorry, I just got into the Golden Girls. I know that's corny. <laughs> Golden <laughs> Girls. Yeah. Gold, I had never seen it in my life, and I just started it. <laughs> and one of them says, uh, you know, one of them says a joke like, oh, I didn't even know pastors took off their clothes. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's how much we think about pastors. It's like, we don't think about. I mean, definitely in the culture of, of cannabis, right? Like, we're taught, at least myself, we're taught not to, like, engage into it. And so, as a pastor, you know, where or how does it tie in, at least into you? Are you somebody that participates in cannabis? Yeah, so, um, I definitely partake in cannabis. Um, and... In a variety of forms. I think, like, many other things. You just need to know what good for you sometimes you want to go ahead and smoke it or sometimes you want to go ahead and have a drink i think it all matters on what your needs are um and context um i have people that in my life who are intentionally sober and so i'm not gonna smoke something i'm not gonna smoke herb before i see them because then once again, <laughs> we're already tying scripture in here. Like, scripture asked me to be mindful of how I may, may make someone else stumble. So if I know that someone in my life is being purposely and intentionally sober, then I still want to be able to do me and have the things that I need because we should be taking care of ourselves first. But only because I need to take care of myself doesn't mean that I can't be mindful of how I am engaging with others. So for those yeah. instances, like there's an edible, there's a refreshment, there's different ways. Sure. Um, so I would say that just about in all the ways that you can have cannabis, um, I'm just mindful of when and where and with whom. That's dope. And I'm sure they appreciate that. Yeah. Because it... You know, especially if you're struggling, it's hard. Yeah. It's definitely hard if it's there in front of your face. 
Even if you're not, sure. or even if you come in rank, you're like reeking of yeah. some like <laughs> loud, loud stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure you're loving the the fact that there's so many different ways to yes, this especially and be now about it. Yeah, yeah. Which brings us to another topic that I wanted to bring up in, in terms of all the ways that you can consume. Want to go ahead and do the? <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, hubby. <laughs> You know exactly where we're going with this, B. We're going to go and we're going to check out our another sponsor. Beep, beep. Rum, rum, rum. <laughs> Still haven't got it, the sound effects done yet there, but. Set, we got Grass Door Delivery. Grass Door Delivery is one of the largest, dispenser, largest delivery dispensaries here in the state of California. You can have those cannabis brands or cannabis items, whether it's a drink, whether it's smoking out you can have that order delivered straight to your home use promo code said connects said connects you if you want if you're viewing this on youtube you can see the little ticker there in the bottom promo code said connects at checkout and you'll receive 20 percent off your first three orders so 20 percent off your first three orders by using said connects Check them out, guys. They they deliver everywhere throughout the state, from San Diego to L.A. to Orange County to Riverside, even up in the Bay, San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose. So wherever you're listening to, if you're in the state of California, check them out. Grass or delivery, and we yeah. definitely appreciate accessibility. <laughs> For sure, there's times I love just being home. <laughs> So, Pastor Ed, um, what did you know about the plant growing up? Um, so, I feel like um, what I knew just inherently would be nothing. Um, I would consider it a blessing, but I had an uncle who actually would <laughs> would share about drugs, all of that, random drugs. All, yeah, okay. all drugs. Like, talk about it. Yeah, so he would tell us. <laughs> how was I? How was I? That's sure, like, hey, hey, Ed, I got, got a little of this. You want to try? No, and mind you, I was a teen at the time, and he would tell us about, like, Angel does. He'd tell us about crack. He'd tell us about cocaine. He'd tell us about weed. But what would he say? Like, would he tell you, like, this is what it is? and Or would he also explain the effects? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he would. He'd be like, so if you take this, this is the way that it affects you. Um, he would give you his own, like, review on drugs. <laughs> and okay. All right. And... I have to say that I definitely appreciate it because one thing he would, and I appreciate his honesty because every time he would just be like, but we don't touch crack because crack one time can get you hooked and we don't do that. He's like, but there's other things that you can do that are more introductory. He's like, that are more mellow that like, and so I just always appreciated that, that it was like someone just being honest. And I yeah. think like that's what we're missing where someone can just be like, Honest, so then we can make responsible decisions or inform or better informed decisions. Yeah, for sure. I won't I maybe scratch the responsible, yeah, yeah, but yeah. more informed. Informed. <laughs> you at least know where you're gonna. Yeah, you know what you're gonna get your shit into. Chat lines are going off. We got Dre Thompson in there. Shout out to smoke to smoke. We got Lore. Oh, Lore, what's up, Lore? Um, hey, all excited for this episode. Say no to white Jesus. Nope. 
No, the white Jesus. No, <laughs> no white Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lordy, for for tapping in with us and and keeping these chat lines moving. Um, I was gonna ask you something related to to the church. Oh, let's go. So, growing up, I remember that it's very like ritualistic, right? Like, you, there's a lot of rituals. A lot of rules, unspoken, some unspoken, some like your mom is like slapping you and like, you know, kneel, do this. But it's a lot of repetition, right? There's a lot of, you know, you're doing the same thing depending on what type of church, different rules apply. But you know the rules, right? And then with cannabis, there's also like an unspoken rule and it could be viewed as ritualistic right when you are partaking with a group or maybe if you think back maybe in like to our indigenous people like they also partake and they made circles right puff, there's puff, a puff pass. puff pass <laughs> like and if you and if you fuck up on those rules like there's gonna be someone there smacking like hey you're fucking up the rotation hey, you're doing this right so there are and they both merge with one another like what's your take on that so i think that Rituals are important. Um, rituals, like you just said, right? You, someone else, you were connecting with someone else, and these things are just like. At some point, I don't think that anyone ever told me about like puff puff pass. It was just like the nudge informed you, and you now just know you hit, you hit, you pass. Like that. That's it. Like, yeah. and you know, um, in the same way rituals in church provide us different things um they affirm us in who we are they affirm us in our relationship with creator um they remind us of those bonds or those packs that we make um so rituals in each space are individual and beautiful do they mesh for some people they do yeah thank you for that of course Another question that I had for you was when going again, going back on past experiences of we had people telling us that they're watching us, right? That they're what for good or bad, right? They're keeping yeah. us on tabs as a parent right now. I'm, I'm keeping tabs on my daughters and mm-hmm. trying to guide them in what I think is right or wrong. And there's times where I'll tell them like, I'm watching you. Like I'm, I got my eye on you, right? And growing up, had to, we had the same message that was being given to us. They're watching you, but then God is also watching you. God is watching Amen. you. <laughs> right, but God is watching you do good or bad, right? God is watching you smoke that devil's lettuce, right? Like, And so there's also this, like, negative, like, heaviness of messaging being thrown at people. Yeah. How... Do you, as someone who is in the space now, in the position that you're at, change that narrative of this negative, like, idea of, like, I'm watching, there's this negative thing that you may or may not be doing. How do you, how do you navigate that? I mean, the reality is that it's all based in stigma. Um, We need to check where these stigmas come from. 
Um, I think that that's the most important thing. I think in our deconstructing, in our decolonizing, we, and mind you, decolonizing and deconstructing isn't only something that is a societal thing. It is also a very much spiritualistic thing. Um, especially when the faiths that we practice have been introduced into our lives in a very colonizing way. Mm. Um, our, ancestors, our ancestors were forced into a religion. It was like, join or die. Yeah. <laughs> um, that Those are your options. And so the way that they've been shared and passed on to us through generations is now more of an assimilated way. In the same way that right, white supremacy seeps into all of us, so do these horrible um, practices of demonizing certain things that other people traditionally have done. That's so crazy. So so sharing something personal, it's like I remember at some stage in my life, um, it was so hard to understand, like, one, where I came from because I, I, I've always known, like, I come from El Salvador. You know, I know where my parents are from. I know the towns and I know everything. I can tie, like, a lot of that information. But the fact is that it, there was a point where it was like mourning the fact that there is so much stuff in our rituals or as in like our people that we will never regain you know yeah and so that that's so crazy like i mean we we sit in that right like the fact that it, a lot was taken from us oh yeah and so thinking about cannabis now like as as an adult and you know a couple years after making a little piece with all that information um you think about um cannabis and how we really think about it and how we talk about it and how we stigmatize it and so as a pastor you know do you do any of that work or do you do you just have plain conversations about it i think definitely plain conversations um Okay, so now I'm sharing. Wait, wait, so are you asking, like, is is Pastor Ed on the altar talking about, we need to smoke, guys, because it's going to make the world better? Is that what you just asked him? <laughs> I mean, them. them. Oh, them. I, I'm sorry, them. I apologize. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, that, yeah, essentially. Like, do you, do you talk about it openly that way, or is it just a conversation that you have with certain people or... You know, yeah. So first of all, I would say that I don't like preach from a pulpit. <laughs> Y'all know this. Um, we we are very unconventional in the way that we do church and the way that we do um, the way that we hold space in our faith community is not. It's so unconventional that we don't even really call it church. <laughs> That's true. So yeah. it's a yeah faith based community. Yeah. So. Do I speak about it when I am speaking to us as a community? No. Do I speak about it when I'm speaking to people individually and I might be in that space? Absolutely. Um, and that's simply because, like, as a pastor, like I did mention earlier, like one of our biggest jobs or what we should be focusing a lot is in listening, listening to the people in our communities so then we know what it is that they need because if church should be something it's the place that fits the things that you need in your life like that's what spirituality is about like completing the wholeness that god created so will i talk about cannabis absolutely actually you had asked and i don't think that i fully answered it but um 
what made me decide to become a pastor. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the experiences that affirmed it is that a friend of mine was going through some stuff. And I know that for this friend of mine, reading scripture is something that fills their spirit and what they need. And so I said, hey, do you just want to like on this Saturday evening, it was that same week. And I said, hey, on Saturday, can I just come over? Can we just like have a smoke session and like just read scripture? It wasn't until they told me of how much they were filled and how much those two things coming together just expanded their mind in a way that the barriers that they had put on God had been broken. Yeah. That moment for me, because to me, I was just I was just there being a supportive friend in right. what I saw. And it wasn't until they told me what it meant to them. And then when someone else was like, oh, you went to go pastor them. And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I went, had a smoke sesh and read scripture. And we just talk, yeah. <laughs> like We had Bible study. <laughs> like, and that was essentially what we did because I knew that it's like what they were needing and wanting in that moment. And to me, it was just like, let me help my friend in what they need. In the same way that I would help other friends in the ways that they need. So to me, I didn't see it as pastoring, but it wasn't until after I had heard both things and like I got to pray about it. I was just like, oh, it is pastoring. And mind you, pastoring. Uh, so I did mention growing up in a very religious household. Yeah. And so that how the faith that I grew up in um, was a Pentecostal faith. And so there's a whole lot of speaking in tongues. There's a whole lot of prophecies. And so something that people would always speak into my life is that I would be a pastor. And I was like, mm, no, not that one. Because in reading scripture, I knew what being, or I had made an assumption of what being a pastor meant. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that one. I'll be a missionary. I'll be an evangelist. I'll be like all these other things. Why though? Like explain that to me. Like why not that one, but everything else? So in the other ones, you get to be semi-responsible for someone. So an evangelist or, um, or a missionary, an evangelist goes, preaches, boom, you're done. And a missionary goes, creates a community, establishes someone to lead that community, and leaves that community. A teacher educates and helps you understand scripture. A preacher, a pastor, is the one that holds you throughout all of it and helps guide you in your life of faith. And to me, that commitment was like a, a oh shit, yeah. <laughs> like that we're gonna we're gonna like have a, to journey with people. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, yeah, that sounds scary. Okay, okay, I, 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 I'm now I'm with you. Now I see why not that one. Like, why Thank not you. that one? Yeah. Thank you. All right, continue. I'm like I'm like Magic Eight Paul. Can we get another? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So essentially what you were doing It's so crazy to me to understand Like, I mean to tie so so much together Like the fact that Had you ever thought At at least you know 
So in this moment, I'm realizing that cannabis and the scripture were really what brought you to the position where you're at. That's dope. I think that it would be one of them. I think <laughs> that needs a round of applause. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just found that one, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say that it was a part of it. I think I think it was like, como dice el dicho, like the one the the straw that broke the camel's back, mm. like the one that made me give in to like be like okay. And actually, like I do remember, I remember that it was a day in January. It was my day off, and. I just had a moment with God and then I just got on my knees and I prayed and I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Like, I was so reluctant up until this point, but like, finally I see it and I understand. Yeah. I'll go. I like that. It's, yeah. And and B and I, right before you, right before you arrived, we were talking about pastoral care, right? We were. And what were you going to, what were you, what were you saying about that? I was talking about, uh, well, first of all, uh, you didn't understand what, you didn't know what pastoral care was. I didn't. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people. Yeah, they do Maybe. Don't. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume that I'm not the only one that didn't know what pastoral care was. Yeah. And I mean, and sounds like essentially. Some, sounds pastor- like medical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds medical to me. I don't know. Essentially don't also like, well, uh, you know, and that's really what, what broke the camel's back was really, uh. Pastor Ed doing pastoral work, yeah, you know, and yeah. so pastoral care, pastor, pastoral care, care, and so I was explaining to you the other day that you, you, you know, that Pastor Ed had come to me and said, oh, you know, Danny looks like they're having, you know, they have a lot on their shoulders, and so is there a way I can talk to Danny? And I was like, I don't know, just casually talk to Danny. Yeah, and I was like, about what? What does he <laughs> want to talk to me? What do they want to talk to me about? Yeah. And um, but then, then you brought up the uh, when we went. To go stone shopping To the metaphysical shop Yeah Yes once again Bringing different practices Into our lives Right And, <laughs> and when, we, when we were there And I I, I got them here guys <laughs> For the viewers I'm gonna show you guys They're my infinity stones now I call them my infinity stones True Danny will send me that glove With the infinity stones I, Like I on, on our text stones messages here um, But But yeah And We had that experience And that That was a, a great experience To be able to just go to the store and and just talk talk and then explain like oh that you you're gonna need that stone <laughs> like, <laughs> that love stone you need it that communication one yeah you need that one too <laughs> so that was cool yeah which you didn't know and so it's just funny right like it, it's funny well it's crazy to think about like just a simple conversation like to us it feels like it, it's 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 medicine, right? It's medicine for our soul, medicine for our hearts and our minds and everything. And, you know, and this is what pastoral care is. Yeah. You know? It, so. It's like like a life coach in a way, right? Kind of? I know. I suppose. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. like a, a spiritual coach is Spiritual that? coach? Yeah. Because I'm not here to try and give you, like, career advice. <laughs> I'm a stake well, in my lane. Support or mental <laughs> or, or even, like, you know... Seeking like that mental health, yes, and therapist and and all of that, right? Yes, I mean it's a cheaper cost. It's cheaper, (laughs) (laughs) guys. If you need mental health care, it's cheaper. Find yourself some a past some pastoral care. Yes, Ed, Ed, it is available. 
At Adore LA. <laughs> at Adore LA. Check out Adore LA, guys. And we'll get yourself some pastoral, pastoral care. care. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to mention, like, in part of our, in part of, like, practicing dual things or uh, multiple things, like, you just pulled out some stones, right, out of your pocket. Yes. So this moment, this time, you're still carrying it with you. Like, I could have given you a crucifix, and you probably would not be carrying that with you. No. Right? And and so it's important to know, like, what it is that people need in what moments. Mm. So it can it can be different things. Just like for this other friend, it was like, let's have a little smoke session and, like, scripture for you if i would have been like hey danny let's meet up and like let's read the bible (laughs) you would have been like what the fuck (laughs) no i'll catch you later (laughs) yeah thanks but no thanks i got this set thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) i have to go i have to go do some research (laughs) yeah so so i mean just because uh, i mean i'm looking at your outfit Oh, well, please do. <laughs> That's Eat it nice, all up. <laughs> I love the fit. Earrings and all. Yeah, earrings yeah. and all. For those if who, you guys, if you guys aren't see. viewing this, make sure to go back and check out the YouTube because you definitely want to check this out. Yes. And, and we got Lore there. I need to set an appointment. Come through, Lore. We're all day. Yes. All day. You know where to find us. <laughs> Juan Trenco. Oh, that's JC. What up, JC? What up, Jay? All the way from Miami. Hey, yes. <laughs> got viewers in Miami, guys. We're going national. We're going we by coastal. Yeah, let's do this. We need more out there. Yeah. So, I mean, in in regards of your outfit, you know, it's um to me seeing you is someone who I can have a conversation, right? Because I don't to I mean specifically to me, I'm not looking for uh, necessarily a pastor, but I see and I see how. You can be relatable, right? At least in the sense, like, different type of people being able to have a conversation with you. And is that, you know, but there's other people that might look at you and say, well, that's not a pastor. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that there's definitely people that look at me and they're like, "Mm, they're not supposed to be doing what they're doing. But at the end of the day, like, for me, it's about deconstructing and changing the things that I've seen. Um into a way that will serve those in my life and the community, right? If you want something more traditional, Basayad like a million other churches, you know, you're going to find a million other faith communities. Um, But what we're trying to create is something different. And so the outside perception isn't one that I'm going to let dictate how I am a pastor. Like to me... (laughs) I, the thing that I love the most is this radical Jesus, right? And so Jesus was about, like, not only challenging the system of, like, the social system, right? Because if we have Jesus, Jesus was in, like, a Roman Empire. So there's the Roman Empire, and then there's the Jewish people. And that's the that's the community, right? That is subjugated by this, by this other system. And... In this case, what we have is, sorry, the Roman, the Roman the, Empire, and in this case, oh yes, and deconstruction, Jesus. Yeah. yes, and so 
he wasn't only just challenging the empire, he was also challenging the institution which he belonged to, like the faith institution that he belonged to. So like, not only do we need progress to happen in so- in society, but we need it to happen within our own institutions. Like, And to me, that's something that continues to like happen. That need continues to be there. Because as human beings, we revert back to the things... Like, we continue to, like, try and imprison each other. We try to subjugate each other. Part of, the part of like, what we do, capitalism is... This is why capitalism thrives. Because, like, we are willing to, like, step over each other for our own gain and power. So, like, but those are the things we're deconstructing. So, and that will always continue to be, like, a lifelong work. I don't suddenly believe that capitalism will go by the time I die. Right. Yeah. What does the church need to do, though, to, like, address, you know, the appropriation of it? The appropriation of? Uh, sorry. Like, the effects, like, it has on criminalization and everything. Oh, so, I mean, I think that the church needs to start having real conversations. Um, If we're talking about the criminalization of POC people in regards to cannabis, like, you don't get to create stigmas. You don't get to perpetuate racism. And then suddenly you have a BLM moment and suddenly you're no longer embodying these things. No, there is retroactive work that you need to do. Like you need to be actively correcting your wrongs. Like, and the reality is that some people don't realize that a lot of big institutional churches have people in the lobby um like lobbying at the capital right so like oh, yeah you yeah, have yeah. power but are you using it to deconstruct and to di- uh, dismantle racism or are you just continuing to uphold white supremacy because what we're seeing now is like our people continue to like be in prison there's still people in prison there's still people with records yeah and now we're seeing white people come in and like take, take the over. profit i was just talking about <laughs> that with with um with one of the guys from Yerba dispensary and that's what he was saying is like we're the uh, us we're we're locked up we're in this and white guys are just coming in and taking from the work that's already been done by us mm-hmm. right yeah because like at some point this was like outdoor grown always right yeah and then it had to be converted into indoor grown um in the shadows like where you had grow houses that were like houses out in the suburbs or whatever um, on some weed stuff and now that we have legalization our people are still like messed up with it and like there's nothing that we are actively doing to dismantle that and I think like that's the thing that the church needs to be addressing and so how do we get that started I mean for us it's continuing to advocate right like right now like like y'all said at the beginning of this episode and at the Honestly, since you all launched at TNG, like, Adore has been a sponsor of this specific program. Like, to us, it's like, put your money where your mouth is. Put your resources, like, where your intention is. Like, do we have unlimited resources? No, but I also have faith that God will continue to take care of us the way he's taken care of our people for, like, millions of generations. Yeah. So I will say that I remember that moment. Um, You know, you... 
uh, Danny, you and Pastor Ed were on a phone call, and um, you know you were talking about. Uh, I was just excited to tell everyone. Yeah, you were excited was, to tell everybody. Like, whoever said it could have been. It was a cashier that that I went to the store <laughs> right after I got right after I left the meeting with with Jackie and Keith. I, I could have gone to CVS and when the <laughs> when, when the cashier asked, "How's your day?" I was like, "It's great." You know, I just we're gonna be on the radio. <laughs> it was everywhere. You know, so I remember that. I remember that that conversation that day. And, you know, I was sitting actually next to Pastor Pastor Ed. And so I remember Pastor Ed just saying, oh, you know what? Like, we got said connect for the two first months. You know, like, we got you. And then that to me is like talking about it now is like it's crazy, you know, because this is the work that needs to be done. Like, so all we do really, like, we sit there, we sit here and we get to share and we get to have, you know, conversations with different people. And so telling their story, like, really, like, there's there's companies, you know, who need that, you know, that we talk about it and everything. And so their stories also need to get out there. For sure. So we're able to do this, but also because. So we need, so what I'm hearing is our new Sponsorship plan is going to be We're going to start going to every different church Out there Will you endorse us? Will you will you sponsor us? I mean really it, If these institutions will not change Then Churches that are already more established Need to start deciding what they're doing with their money Like You need to stop You need to stop giving your money Like honestly we live in a capitalistic society Yeah and so money speaks and money does things in this world. And so when you have it, you need to start actively deciding how you're going to spend it and who is actually going to benefit from you spending it. Only because they're nonprofit organizations does not mean that they don't oh, have they, money they got, in the bank. For sure. <laughs> you know, and so it's about are you going to continue to give it to like lobbying for like guns and shit like that. guns or for housing restrictions like right. what are you actually lobbying for like how are you advocating for me and for me it's challenging the institutions because if the institution will not change i want to know that we did our part mm. but i also know that if the institution doesn't change it is gonna die and that's not to say that faith or the church is going to die. I'm just saying that an institution will die. Yeah. Because like the church, like if we believe in church, right? I know that we don't call a door church, but if we call what we recognize as a church is the body of Christ, which means it would be each of like all of us together. Before you continue, let me yes. back up because I'm going to lose my train of thought. Then bring me back to this one. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> but you said something right now. You said that I know we don't view a door as church, but people see church as whatever comes out of the church is good. How then would we make a door's word just as good as a church if it doesn't, if it's not viewed as a church? Does that make sense? I mean, it's a it's really just semantics because. We don't self-identify as a church because for us, it's about creating a safe space. And the reality is that the word church can be triggering and can, while some find it as a welcoming place, I know that Uh, others 
I, I, the way that I've had to get people to attend an adore thing is to have it specifically not be at the church, to not be like um, something that has preaching, but that has a community atmosphere. And once you start building relationships, right? If if we start focusing on relationships before conversion or before like start trying to like preach someone or to tell someone what is right or wrong. Not that we do that, but <laughs> but um, before you get to any of that, you yeah. should be building relationships, which once again goes back to listening. Um, so if you're not building those relationships, then I don't think that in the context of what we're trying to create, we would create something that's sustainable. Um, and so for us, we don't use the word church. But in our yeah. faith practice, we know that collectively together, we create this body. And so while we may not always identify, right? Like you're talking about, oh, do we just go to these other churches since we're part of a church? Yeah. And like, do we go to these other churches? Like, we're still part of their body. Sure. Like, Got yeah. It. Yeah. What What do you think, B? You're looking at me like, he just said a lot. They, and they just, they said, just a lot. said a lot. Yeah. I'm just... um. All I keep thinking about is, like, it's it's so crazy to think, like, you know, here we have a pastor, and the fact is that there is a lot of work to be done. Yeah. But also having these conversations or just, uh, you know, being open about it. I, I keep thinking about how many people probably need a church or a community or pastoral, pastoral care. care yeah just pastoral and, care and, and the fact is that because of a stigma because of you know of what we say and because of criminal like you know it, it's back then i mean it was you can get in a lot of trouble for it and so because of everything i'm like sorry like, to but like let me just Criminalization is still a thing. It might not yeah. be a thing here where we live, but yes. criminalization is still a thing in most of this country. True, true. It's a privilege. That's why I keep my hat on. Because <laughs> being bald, I get pulled over. I get for bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I always have a hat on. Yeah, I forgot Pro I had five. the headphones on. Yeah. So, so the, the fact is, um, you know, there's people that will probably never step uh, near a church. Or or faith based community just because they know that the first conversation is gonna be like, Oh, are you high? Or, you know, that's one of the things you can need to stop. Like in the fact that that is the only way you can get close to God or close to a certain community if you stop. Yeah. Um if I wanna make sure that I I also support the people that are intentionally sober. Or yeah, yeah, and, you brought that up early. Yeah, and so if if sobriety is what you're seeking, then then you should be welcomed into this space as well. It's and I'm not saying that like at church we're over there just like puffing and puffing. <laughs> no, like, that doesn't that, happen. <laughs> we're not. We're not actively smoking. No, we're at not. our gatherings. <laughs> but when I do look out into the people that are gathered, mm-hmm. I know that at least. 30 to 40% of the people present use cannabis in different forms. So for me, it is like the other stuff that we're doing kind of informs 
these other sub-conversations because of the way that we talk about theology, because of the way that we talk about God, because of the way that we do other things, it allows for these conversations to flow a little bit more naturally. And then for people to open up, right? Because a lot of the time, people don't want to talk to their pastors about all the nitty gritty of their life. Like, right? right? You're not trying to talk to your pastor about your sex life. You're not trying to talk to your pastor about... Wait, that's not a thing? (laughs) I mean, it I is mean, out of door, but like, I, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we be chit chatting, but like, I don't know about other places to, right. to, to make it clear because I don't want, <laughs> you know what we do. Uh, I mean, where, when we gather with a door, it's a lot of, uh, mainly like family style, you know, get together. Yeah. You know? And so I don't want the misconception to be like, Oh man, they're just in a circle and everybody's just smoking, you know, puff, puff, pass. And it's not, you know, we're just open about conversations yeah and the reality is like you don't need to be doing something in that moment for us to have conversations about the things that matter in your life and if like medicating in a way that you find accessible and in a way in a way that you find holistic in a way that you find to be life-giving if like that's what you have to share with us in the moment absolutely it is welcomed yeah like you don't need to necessarily partake in it in this moment for us for you to be sharing like that information but it right. like it still invites for those conversations like i know that we've been at dinner church and someone has mentioned like individually like conversations happen around the kitchen just like at our homes and someone's mentioned it and i'm just like oh cool like for the after whatever that's what y'all are gonna go do oh dope like have fun you know yeah like we over here providing this bomb meal that we're all cooking together and then y'all, y'all gonna go have like some like yeah. recreational time <laughs> absolutely yeah. you know like no judgment it and like i think that that was one of the first things that i learned it's like quítate la viga de tus ojos before you like point out someone else's like take out the beam out of your eye before you point at like <laughs> yeah. someone's like eyelash in theirs that that's that that leads me to a question here um what's a myth about being a pastor that you'd want to debunk i think that a lot of people have this notion of who we are or what we are um and it seems to be pretty subhuman um like oh yeah i remember you talking to me about as you're saying i was like Oh yeah, inhumane and all that. Right? Yeah, oh, and, go, yeah. Go ahead. So for me, it's just like there's all these expectations that other people might have of who we are, of like the things that we do or don't do, um, and because of other people's expectations of what they have for their own faith or their own practices, it's something that someone might try to apply to you. And the reality is that a lot of the times. Those things aren't people that things that other people practice. It just makes this separation between like God, pastor or minister or whoever, depending on your faith practice, different names and then congregations. Right. And so that middle part is supposed to be holier than thou. And historically and biblically, they would have been um, biblically, at least through the um the scriptures that we mostly use, which would be the Bible. The old church 
would have had a high priest and that high priest had to tie a belt around him with a rope and his skirt had bells at the bottom. And so when he would enter the higher, like the inner sanctum of like the temple where the Holy Spirit and God lived and dwelled, if he had sin in him, he would fall dead immediately because the presence of God would consume him. And so when, if the other one, if the people that were outside didn't hear the jingles in the, in the dress anymore, they need to start pulling the rope because he died. And so like traditionally, yes, there were like these, these ideas that we were supposed to be different, But what we believe in Jesus Christ's death and resurrection is that he conquered death, he conquered sin. And so by the power of grace in that moment, like the sin in me has already been paid for. So like the flaws, all of these things that I need to be working and improving on, like I don't need to have guilt about the way that I improve on them. I can continue to have grace with myself and continue to grow and then extend that grace to others as they're in their growing process. I was just expecting like a, a shorter answer, but thank you. <laughs> I mean, I told y'all I can talk. <laughs> no, but that, that gave a lot of insight into the ideas. Cause it, it's true, you know, and a lot of people throw their shit on, on you or on other pastors. And it's like, what are you going to do with all that, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of the times it's not even about me. It's about them. Yeah. And it it can admittedly be bothersome, but I just have to continue to remind myself that it is not me. It is right. them. Like, the one thing that I love about the Pentecostal church is that it taught me that my relationship is very individualistic and it is very in commune with God. So like there are moments where I do feel something in my being where I'm just like, yo, you were not supposed to do that. I will analyze why was I not supposed to do that? Am I not supposed to do that because it's white supremacy, like speaking in my body or Am I not supposed to do that because the divine within me is calling me to, like, not have those practices? Damn. I mean, there's a whole lot of work that I'm trying to do internally. So, yeah, like, yeah. I, like there, yeah. it, it's, it should be intentional work. Yeah, as, as it should be for, like, everyone, right? Like, everyone yeah. should be constantly working on themselves and becoming better versions of themselves as from yesterday right yeah and i hope like just hearing all of this of like how my mind goes in like a million different directions you can <laughs> understand why like sometimes cannabis is needed in my life so this so my brain yeah. can be a little like oh we're gonna have a chill moment right now <laughs> <laughs> like brain don't go in a million different like directions all at once please no and, and that's important <laughs> to hear too because i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have the same mindset or a lot of things are going through their mind and so to hear that if this is an alternative to kind of settle that down yeah and hearing it from different people and different walks of life like it can make it more acceptable to want to at least try this other alternative because they hear other folks from other you know communities and 
faith based or not partaking in in those same ideas yeah and going back very but going back again to what we said earlier about you take what you need right? mm-hmm. you're picking what you need to make yourself whole yeah so that's definitely appreciated yeah there's there's certain things in like when I left the Pentecostal church, I really, I think I was just so hurt that I never thought that like, I was just like, that chapter is so done and over in my life. That was the five day. Five yeah, that day. was the five days a week. That was the, the yeah. five days. <laughs> and mind you, then I, through that denomination, I also did like missionary trips, like in my missionary trips, like with the people that I would travel with, like at the airport, we literally said our goodbyes. Like we literally would like, dismiss ourselves from our families in a way that we knew that the possibility that we would not come back was there that we could potentially die and mind you we had guns pointed at our faces like there there are many things that we experienced during those trips but like when i thought i was leaving i thought like okay cool this has 100 percent closed but the reality is that the way that things have fed me and informed me like there's ways that in the tradition that I practice now is not centered in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the one that like to me communicates and tells me individually like what I need to be working in and so for me to be in now in a denomination that is more like rooted in theology more than like what God is speaking in you yeah. is different. And so for me, like, I appreciate that it's this new thing in my life, which not to like completely shit on it because like it's theology gave me liberation. Like it's theology. Let me know that I can be queer. Let me know that I can be trans and that I am not separated from God for being queer or trans. Like it gave me all of that in the way that like being Pentecostal didn't. But it doesn't mean that, like, somehow the other things that God was already working and giving me in those experiences is somehow, like, not valid anymore. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure that's also more knowledge that's important to hear. That, yeah. That you just got to find your home. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you got and if it and if it means leaving other places or trying different things. That's what it means to be able to find your community and find where you feel wanted. Yes. I remember like when I came. um, So I'm part of it. We we belong to the larger Lutheran umbrella. Um, Specifically, there are in at least in the States, there are three different at least three different types. Um, So we belong to the ELCA Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. And. I remember it was it was in Texas where I was first introduced to it. And um, I remember that a pastor, the pastor that I first met, told me something that I'd never, ever heard in my life and was like, what is it that you need? And I was like, uh. the pastor asked you. Yeah, that. the pastor asked what me like after service, need? what is it that you need? And I was just like, hmm. I like this, but like, it's not really my jam because it's not what I had grown up in. So I was like, get, tell me where I can find the atmosphere of what I grew up in, but that will accept me as a queer person. 
And I loved it because her response was like, oh, absolutely. And like gave me not only like a church that would be very similar to what I grew up in, but like all these other affirming churches. And so ended up giving me like a list of 14 different churches to check out. And I went to all of them. Just to find your home. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, she just did my homework for me. Like, let me go find it. And at the end... I still came back to this one because it is the place that was there to serve me in what I needed. Yeah. And in that, I found this beautiful community that then, and I say that it allowed me to be queer and trans, but at the beginning, all I knew is that I was queer. Like being trans was something that because of my trauma in church like it wasn't something that I was ready to deal with Yeah, but it wasn't until I was like congregating and in a sanctuary well not only accepted but I was like worshipping with trans folks I was worshipping with unhoused folk I was like worshipping with with, like people of means and people of color like it was just a diverse neighborhood I mean community and what drew me the most about it is that after service when we would share a meal we would all gather together like not mattering income not mattering hygiene or access to like hygiene um things it was all we were gathered and at this moment we were all the exact same and to me that was revolutionary to me that was like oh like not only are you gonna preach it but you're gonna make sure you live it got it <laughs> and that was the birth of a door that was the birth the, or of, at least the idea i think no because i didn't create a door i am the second pastor of a door but i will say that it definitely drew me to a door and mind you i was i did start with a door maybe four months into its inception um okay. so <laughs> i i have been present for a a good Time And so I would say that there are things about that that influenced me that potentially might have influenced on how we gathered. But I wouldn't say like the the this whole idea of creating relationships and community before yeah. like preaching. That is something that our founding pastor, Joseph Tony Casañeda Carrera, like started. That was that was their vision and that was their goal. Like, and to me, it is such a beautiful one and that has impacted me in such a great way because like I now see it and understand it. It's like yeah. when you're able to build these relationships, then you're able to start to share more and more and not only share, but like share openly and honestly. Like, right, you're then allowing yourself to be vulnerable with different people that you might not have expected. I know that people like um a friend of mine will tell me about how growing up it was leaving church and hearing like their their parent talk about oh did you see sister so and so and what she was wearing or something like that right yeah and those aren't the experiences we're trying to build we're trying to build like a space where we can be both comfortable honest and like vulnerable well those were three things but yeah yeah just just thinking about that a uh, quick story um uh, so i remember uh 
at one point we had a meeting and there was some there was an elder there and uh who had hadn't yet set sit with the door and so in in communication with her or just you know her wanting to know so much about us because you know she was finding us interesting and it's a concept that she had never experienced um that she asked like so what do you do and what do you do and what do you do and it turned out being that a lot of us had been in the cannabis industry and so when you know as an older person sitting there and then you know an elder in the church comes and says like what like like let's just be like i'm just gonna share a little bit more about that one six out of the five people present had been either presently or in the past worked in cannabis. And so for someone that is well in her 80s, it was like a, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the beautiful thing is that we were all present to be part of the formation of like what we want this church to be. And by church, I don't mean a door. By church, I mean the institution. Yeah. And so that's how we do it. We actively get involved into the things that we want to see changed. Thank you. Beautiful. Having these conversations. What about? I see Julia on the chat line. Thank you, Pastor Ed. As a parent, faith and spirituality is something I want my children to experience and to be connected with, but not in the don't question anything or fear the vengeance of God way. Yes, amen. Like, that's a beautiful thing. Oh, and, like, one of the ways that we share in the door is that, like, generally, we will share scripture. But if we share scripture, I am generally the last to comment on scripture. Like, I am the last to share. We open it up to the congregation. And that, once again, like, at least in myself, it's rooted back in, like, (laughs) my upbringing of, like, allowing the spirit and the divine that lives within each one of us to like inform us and that way we can collectively feed each other i remember this year a partner of mine passed away and i i've lost loved ones i've never lost a partner losing a partner was definitely hard and I remember one day having, it was it was about 10 days after his passing and we had an Adore event. And it, what I loved about it, that, that specific event, was that because I got to share last, yeah. the Holy Spirit had already fed me in what everyone else was sharing. Right. Because what they were sharing is not what I had understood or taken from that passage. Yeah. But the way that other people saw it and the way that other people understood it, I was just like, all I can do was thank God for what they were sharing with me in that moment. Right. And not everyone knew what was going on in my life. But like the divine that lives within all of us knows like that part of their part of superpowers is that they're omnipresent, that they are everywhere. Right. And that they are all knowing and all seeing. Right. You talked about it in a negative context. But here we have God knowing and seeing everything in a way that will support us. Yeah. Through each other. Pastor, it's I just like preaching that. today. No. 
But and it goes back to exactly what what I said in last week's episode, right? With with um, with the loss of our baby, yeah, right. And we went to to receive the positive of that. So, no, thank you for bringing that back up and bringing it back to positive. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and with that, we're gonna be closing out. So, with how where can our listeners find? Either you or Adore LA. Adore LA, right? Yeah. So you can find Adore LA at Adore LA org on Instagram, Facebook, and our Discord server. And then you can find me personally at Ramirez underscore Ed. Yeah. On so. IG. <laughs> on IG. All right. So, Loda, there you go. That's how you can make book your appointment. Yeah. Go checking out Adore, coming to one of the events. Sure, Adore is going to be having some events coming up soon. Yes. Oh, actually, on need to verify the date, but on December four, talking about the way that we do things, um, on December fourth, we intend to partner with a a local other faith community called Mount Hollywood, and also partner with Los Angeles Community Fridges and being able to put a community fridge in the parking lot of where our congregation is at. So if you want to continue like supporting our neighbors and supporting those that are in need, like please come out to that event as well. Like part of what we do is night and exactly like sponsoring this show, right? It's not, it's about not only the work that we're doing internally, but the way that we're supporting communities and the way that we're supporting those around us. So we are trying to bring some food justice to, um, or a small portion of it to like our local neighborhood. And that's that, uh, in Los Angeles, uh, Vermont and Vermont and Hollywood. Hollywood, Yeah. Yeah. We're in the East Hollywood slash borderline Los Feliz area. Yeah. And we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll put all those details on the description and and you'll be seeing that throughout our, a lot of our posts um make sure to follow adore la follow us said underscore connects c-e-d underscore connects you can find all of our links you can find all the information on our instagram page make sure to download the good news radio app to come on and chat with us talk with us we see Jax in the chat line. Great show. Thank you, Jax. We appreciate the support. We appreciate the love from everyone that's been tuning in, everyone that's been chiming in, whether it's viewing through YouTube or listening to the app. We want to thank everyone for hanging out with us, spending your Mondays with us. Uh, we want to also thank our social equity sponsor, 7th Wave, with 4Gs, Joyous420, and Bianca Star Agency. Last, we want to thank you, Pastor Ed, for coming through, hanging of out course. with us. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you for coming. Whenever really great conversation. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Next week, we have, um, what do we got next week? We got Zay coming through next week. If you guys are interested in, if you guys like music, Zay, uh, we met her a few weeks ago. A few we months did. ago? Month. Was it a month? Like Maybe a month. About a month ago. So we're excited to have her next week. But yeah, for everyone else, thanks guys. Thanks for coming through. We appreciate you. You yeah. got something else? No, before we go, is there any last thing you'd like to say? Any last words you want to 
share with us, close out for us? I'm going to give my homegirl who like to not necessarily style this, but like since y'all decided to comment on my accessories and my fit, you can check her out. You can check Fatima at Runway Boutique LA on IG. Runway Boutique LA. Go support your local black femme-owned businesses. Support POC businesses in all aspects. Make sure that you are spending your money in the people that you want to see thrive. That goes with everything that be a responsible and conscious consumer um, whenever or however you can. (laughs) Yeah. And with that being said, (laughs) we'll see you next week. Amen. Hallelujah. I didn't cut you off. Go ahead. (laughs) That's it. We're good. We'll see you next week, Monday at 420. All right, guys.